Welcome to Enroute to Success, where we have raw, vulnerable conversations between Fitz DeSanto, Sam Boyer, and many talented individuals, unraveling the truths and principles of people's experiences, methods to grow, and discovering how to live a fulfilling lifestyle. Buckle up, the journey begins now. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for listening in. What's up, Sam? How are you doing today? I'm good, Fitz. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, really excited. We are getting deeper with our podcast this time. So the title of our podcast is, Who is Sam? Woo! Who is this guy? <laughs> right. So just like what we've said in our intro, right? Like this is where we have all these raw conversations and it would be really beneficial and to see where where some comes from but i do want to say this and take this opportunity i want to make sure to our lovely listeners why i chose to work with you sam obviously the things i love about sam is how easy he is and can relate with whatever we're talking about sam is one of the most down-to-earth good listener and genuine human being you'll ever meet Sam do call me out of my crap though when it comes to our friendship. So that's probably one of the best things I like about him and he simply gets it. So I'm really looking forward to this podcast because I know who Sam is, but I would like our listeners to really get to know who Sam on the other side of this table. So um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Fitz. That, that does mean a lot and I'll, I'll save the, the uh, compliments for you for when we get to that <laughs> who fits but but thank you very much i do appreciate that no i i it's one of the things that i admire about you sam right like you're very human centered and and i'm excited to know the background of the story so let's 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 get to it so for me i want to start with the podcast on what's sam's origin story you know if you can give us a little bit of high overview of your background, both professional and personal, on what made Sam the man he is today? Absolutely. Man, where to begin? Yeah, it's well. a loaded question. So it's um, take your time. We want to make sure that um, I want to really get in depth to it, to our listeners, where Sam came from. So yeah. Yeah, totally. And I guess I'll, I'll preface it by, you know, I can, I'll share a little bit of my story. And, and I think really the point, I guess the reason behind why we're doing this, like you said, is to give people that perspective of where you and I both are coming from when we have these discussions. So, you know, our, our sharing of our stories is not to brag or to really, you know, get validation on any hardships or anything, because we both have pretty unique ones. But it's really just to provide that perspective so people can understand. Yeah. And it's important for the background to be there. Yeah. So it makes sense what we do today and who we are as a person. And I have to say, that's one of the things that I love hearing people's stories. So, yeah, definitely. Well, well, I will begin then. I guess the, uh, the broader perspective is, you know, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I had a, a very loving family, uh, still do, and I'm very appreciative for everything they've done for me. Um, you know, St. Louis is where I spent pretty much 23 years of my life, and um, now I'm down in Houston, Texas, obviously. But the um, the real origins, I think, a lot can be attributed to my grandmother. She 
spent a lot of time from when I was born until preschool, kindergarten years, um, taking me in whenever my, my parents would go to work. So she definitely got me into a lot of sports to keep me busy as a kid. As you can imagine, um, my dad would drop me off at her apartment pretty early in the morning and, you know, we'd be playing sports or making food, doing little games. Um, she would help out her neighbors a lot. And so I kind of got that exposure to sports really early on. So baseball, basketball, soccer. Wow. And, and yeah, definitely. She, she kept me active. And, you know, after that, you know, really once my parents actually finally built our, our house that they live in today and she was actually able to move in with us and, you know, kind of be a, a part of our lives from then on. So I've really seen her progression of like what she's done um, from living on her own and then living with us. So she was a huge influence pretty, pretty early for me. And beyond that, I mean, even when I went to um, middle school and I saw her volunteer at the school I went to and, you know, help out a lot of the kids either through her tutoring or, you know, helping them with different skills. Um, she did that all for free because she enjoyed doing it and, and helping people out. So I think early on, I got this perspective from her about being generous and giving um, for her, it was either financially to people or, you know, through her, um, through her services and, and spending time teaching people things. So I got that perspective pretty early on, like I said, and then, you know, going into um, sports, <laughs> that was, that was pretty much my life from my dad had me ice skating at four years old. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I could crawl and stand and to ice barely skate. talk, I guess he had me on ice skates. So uh, hockey was no question whether or not I was going to play it. And I pretty much stuck with ice hockey and soccer and baseball um, until fourth grade. And that's when I got into basketball. And then I stuck with hockey up into my sophomore year of college. So definitely sports were a driving motivator for me. And I think that was good because it kept me social. It helped me learn a lot about what it means to be a teammate and work together. And it also kept me honest with my academics because that was kind of the rule in my family is if you want to play sports, if you want to play on a travel team and do these sorts of things, you have to get good grades. So that was kind of a deal I always had with my parents and it really did motivate me. So definitely thankful that they, I think, put that balance in my life. Um, Moving into, you know, high school, I really think that that's where I really leaned into hockey the most and kind of got serious. And as most kids dream is to play a professional sport Um, and spoiler alert, no, I'm not a professional hockey player, but (laughs) you know, that, that is something that drove me for a long time. And that's why I played club hockey and travel hockey and, you know, ended up my career playing triple a, but the, the big thing I learned there is that, you know, certain things take a lot of dedication. And even if you dedicate a lot of time and effort to some, it's not always a guarantee that it'll pay off. So I kind of learned that um, you have to be realistic about a lot of things and it's also good to uh, stay motivated, but yeah, I pretty had a, had a normal, normal high school experience, made a lot of friends and enjoyed classes. Um, Nothing, nothing crazy there, but I will say, I think one important thing I like to mention two really cool experiences I had were 
um, when I was doing volunteer hours, I actually worked with the special needs students in high school. And I think that kind of looking back, that was definitely a, a result of seeing what my grandmother did for, you know, for me and then other kids um, that were in my classes when I was younger. It's kind of that tutoring and teaching side of things. But so I got to work with them and I really enjoyed that experience. And so, you know, a lot of things that I want to do in the future is actually working with them on a more um, direct level and maybe in the nonprofit space. But the, uh, the experience there drove me because I understood what it was like to coach and teach people, um, you know, that I had to do a lot of communicating with. And there was definitely that gap because I had to understand how they learned. So that was a really cool experience. And then um, after high school, I actually was able to to coach. I was the goalie coach for the high school hockey team that year afterwards. And that was really neat because a lot of the kids that I played with their younger brothers were still on the team. So I got to coach them and and work with them directly. Um, And then, you know, after, after high school, moving into, to college, you know, I did two years at community college and still pursued ice hockey to its, uh, to its extent. And then it's not going to go away. (laughs) Right. Right. I was pretty, uh, pretty persistent with it. And then, you know, I, I came to, uh, an interesting place where I was at a crossroads where I was now aging out of the triple a level. So I couldn't play another year due to being, you know, 21, 22 years old. And the next level would have been either to get a scholarship and go to a D1, D2, D3 school, which I did not have on the plate (laughs) or pursued the junior route in hockey and, you know, hopefully make a junior team. Mm -hmm. So the only option in the St. Louis area at that time was um, potentially trying out and playing for the junior blues. So obviously I would have had to try out and make the team and all that, but the, the thing that came to mind with that, that my parents and I discussed pretty openly was, you know, the league fee itself was about 10 grand Mm -hmm. just to play. Yeah. And then, so on the other side, I had college and pursuing and finishing my education in front of me. So I kind of had both of these, these options. And since I didn't have a college scholarship, I was going to have to pick between the two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think my, my parents made a interesting move and and they kind of just said, well, what do you want to do? it's, they didn't pressure me either way. And I think that that was just a really good life learning space for me to be in at that time. Cause of course I wanted to pursue hockey, but I was looking at, you know, of course getting their support, but potentially getting a 10 grand loan to play for a team to hopefully maybe make another team to then hopefully make another team to get drafted into, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot that goes into it. Mm Um, now that, it, that isn't my success story, but my, my choice was to pursue education at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I did. And I, I picked mechanical engineering and I, I, you know, finished up with that degree and I'm glad that I did, but, um, you know, it's, it was, I guess I got a lot of closure feeling that I did pursue hockey to that extent and knowing that like, all right, there are some limitations that happen, um, so I definitely have a lot of respect for all athletes that do make it past that point and move further on in their careers. But, um, but yeah, that's a little bit of a quick high level yeah. and, and moving into, you know, getting a job in, in manufacturing and where I'm at now and now looking to really transition full-time into the IT space. But that's, uh, that's a little bit of the, the then to now. Yeah. Well, Hey Sam, thank you for, 
for sharing that story. I'm going to backtrack a little bit here and Please tell do. the audience that probably one of our similarities is we're both a grandma's boy, you know? So I yeah. think <laughs> safely say that um, we both share that. And by the way, just listening, I'd never met your grandmother, but I know she is an honorable woman and, and she raised someone that is uh, a great human being. And just backtracking it, it really fascinates me with your story because it's all in one and relates to compassion, the teamwork that you have, that perseverance, being in sports and being what you wanted to accomplish. And also the dedication because you have to really dedicate your time and effort and bloods and sweat when you're in sports, right? So that's a great story. And so for me, though, I do want to, um, listening to your story, the volunteer of, of helping the students in high school, do you think that's a big factor of your mission of Sam Boyer today? I guess my question that I'm trying to get to is, is does that play a big motivation or a trigger point in your life I would like to elaborate more and talk about more what happened in that moment that when you finally realize, you know what? I love doing this. I might not get anything in return, but this is my duty. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you're diving into that because that was a big turning point for me just because I saw the outcome of what spending time with, with people and giving your time, to others can do. And so I didn't really go in with any expectations other than, Hey, this is some volunteering that I'm going to do, you know, and working with these students. And so I, did, I just took my study hall hour and I spent the time with them. And it happened to be when a couple of the students had gym class. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine, you know, and this is why I've, I've also dove into just my own, I guess, interest of like human psychology and learning about different special needs situations and there's a lot of different motor skills that people in those types of scenarios have or don't have. And so after building a relationship with their teacher, she really gave me full reign of the ability to create the types of, you know, events that she wanted me to work with them on, or, you know, there was three students in particular, and I, I still remember them to this day, you know, working with them and and a lot of the fun that we had, I didn't realize it was going to be so much fun, but it was anything from, I remember uh, one of the students, Brock and I, he was, he was more of an athlete himself. And so we just played one-on-one basketball for the, for the whole hour or, you know, with Alicia, we were working on simply tossing and catching a ball and like Mm -hmm. kicking it and keeping her balance and like learning how to, you know, lean side to side and those sorts of things. And then um, another student, John, he was the mission that she gave me with him was to expend all his energy if possible. <laughs> so, you know, we had a lot of fun, but I didn't realize going into the, you know, the time that I was going to spend with them that at the end of it, I would see how much they've progressed. And so coming out of that, you know, just spending an hour a day with some students, seeing what at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, what that outcome was. And and the teacher specifically, she told me how much they improved in the classroom with their attention and being able to stay focused and their grades and different things like that. And I feel it was because at the end of their day, they had something to look forward to because we just focused on having a lot of fun and working on skills at the same time. So I, yeah, I think Sam, what you're acknowledging here is 
the reward that you feel. And I know that obviously it's called volunteer work, so you're not getting paid for it, but it just simply feels good seeing that progression of other people. And it does make sense how you are today as human-centered as you are. And by the way, I've had a lot of conversations with this guy, Sam. And, you know, when I talk to Sam, whether it's 30 minutes to three and a half hours, one of the things that, one of the things I want to highlight is how engaged Sam is. And I know that for Sam's family, Sam's friends that listening out there, you could really tell that this stems out from really your history, Sam, how engaged you are with these kids and, um, you, you didn't share it, but I will at this point, because I know that in part of our conversations, we have some brainstorming going on, but it also comes up how you have helped some of the college students on what type of jobs they want to get into. And I think that is a really good way because now you're really bringing that value that you believe in all the way from your childhood. Now that you were in high school and now that you are in in the manufacturing industry, but you're still tapping into that because it's just simply attached to you. Yeah, no, that, that's a, a great connection to make because it's so true. Like the roots that I saw from everything in my childhood and as well as growing up in life has really, I guess, carried with me and it's just continued to be built upon. And, you know, by no means am I perfect or am I a professional at like advising people, but I've, I've experienced things. I've, you know, I, I like communicating with other people. So I learn about what they've gone through. And I think it gives me that perspective, like you said, of like, I definitely just want to like help people. Cause if you can, in my mind, if you can improve the people around you and help them live a better life, it's only going to improve your life also. Absolutely. So that's, that's definitely a huge motivator for me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. I'm going to pivot here for the next question because I really want to have our listeners to find out the real reason. So one of the questions I have here is, what is Sam's sparks, right? What drives Sam every day when he wakes up from his bed and say, you know what, today is going to be a good day. Or, you know, I, I like the space I'm in. Um, I am, I'm happy where I am. And... You know, I want to have and see that story and share that story to our listeners because I really want to hear where that spark's coming from. What drives Sam Boyer? Absolutely. Yeah, that's another deep loaded question. I can <laughs> a long it's one. all about this podcast, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love it. I won't let you get away with it. <laughs> I know you won't. You'll, you'll keep me accountable to it. That's, that's why we're here. Um, backtracking a little bit too like my family there's strong christian family my my grandma held that belief close to her and and i think that's why she was so faithful and like generous and wanting to give to other people and so you know i grew up in in a similar environment to that and i i think i've developed more so my own relationship with mm -hmm. who i see as god or you know for some people it's a higher power or you know whatever their spiritual journey is but for me, that's, that's a strong motivator is my relationship with, with God. And so with that being said, I do feel that it is, you know, our, our job, or at least my job to live a really awesome life because I, you know, can help show other people that it's, they're able to do the same thing. 
Um, and, and not that I'm living this lavish lifestyle or anything crazy like that right now, but I think the driver for me is, and I always go back to this, like each day we have the opportunity to reset and like move forward and improve on what we did yesterday or, you know, the week before the month before, like, I think we get stuck in ruts a lot of times cause I've been there. And when I wake up, I try to do that reset. I've, you know, developed habits so that way I can, you know, like meditation or refreshing the mind and like staying focused. And that's a huge motivator for me is that like today, what can I do to move my life forward? Sure. And by doing that, I can help other people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big one for me is that constant improvement. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's really good, Sam. I, I can tell how passionate you are with that. And I'm sure our listeners can resonate with what you've just one accomplish and two looking forward to do and also what you've done to them. And I know that your thought process has always been, it always come back tenfold. So um, before we close out though, I, I, I'd like to ask what is sam's why in this existence and also um sam's purpose i mean do we need to get a drink or something for this or (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) how long do we we have (laughs) i know right on our next podcast we will for sure i'm just kidding (laughs) no let's let's dive into it what is sam's why you know so yeah um, Another great question. We should uh, just put you in charge of all interviews. No, don't say that. (laughs) So I actually, I like this question because I think for a long time, I did kind of struggle with that Um, in, in high school. Like I said, main focus being sports and wanting to pursue that ultimately, because I knew I loved sports, especially hockey. I knew you could get paid decently. Well, it's not the highest paying sport, but you could get paid well. And I knew that I did want to use money to like help people and like do good things. But beyond that, I didn't really like know how to put that in fruition. And then also then take a different route and go education. You know, I think that it, it had to be reevaluated like, Hey, like, how am I going to do this? So the, the why I guess that I'm, I'm getting at is that I always wanted to like help people and, and give back because I felt that, you know, my family has been super supportive. I've always been extremely fortunate to be surrounded by people who are supportive in all areas. And so I spent about a good year after really learning about, I'd say personal development and like getting coaching and guidance in that space, you know, career wise, learning about side hustles, learning about, you know, the personal development space as a whole. And I spent about a year after I read the book, the seven habits of highly effective people. Great. Actually, Yes. Yes. One of it is my favorite book of all time. And after reading that book, I spent about a good year or so year and a half, maybe developing what was my why I had a a brief outline, but you know what I've got it isolated down to today. And I'll, I'll share it just so that way, I guess people can have a little bit of an idea is to positively impact and empower people to improve their lives so that I can be the change in the world that I want to see. Mm-hmm. and wow. just know that like that doesn't come from a space of like, I wanted to come up with a phrase or a sentence to sound cool. It's just something that I've learned. I can apply to all areas of my life. And I think it keeps that filter for me on like when I'm at work, I can apply this when I'm in a social setting, I can apply this when I'm 
literally helping other people. I can apply this. Um, when I'm working on myself, I can apply this. And so mm -hmm. that's really my why is so that I can help other people improve their lives. Going back to the fact of if I can help other people in my circle of influence improve, then it's ultimately going to also improve my life. Sam, let's go ahead and repeat that because I want to make sure to highlight that in this podcast. So let's yeah, go ahead yeah. and repeat it. So the, the why that statement that I've constructed is to positively impact and empower people to improve their lives so that I can be the change in the world that I want to see. Wow. Really powerful, Sam. That's, you've taken me to a different level of deep, but it's <laughs> really good. And thank you for that. I do want to say though, um, I have met similar, um, not similar, but kind of the same path as what you've, you've gone through in sports and that has been their life, their whole entire life. And they're so focused. They don't know anything else, but wanting to be there and get there to that particular sports. Right. So uh, my point is kudos to you for making that shift. You really have to dig deep to get those type of decisions in such a young age, especially if you were in an ice skating rink, since four years old. So definitely kudos to you on that, Sam. So that path, um, last but not least, before we close up here, I want to have um, our listeners know how does Sam recharge, right? With all these things mm -hmm. going on, with all these work, with the life balance, how do we, you know, when do we know not to bother Sam or what he does to get recharged? <laughs> I, I will say that is that is a super important question because honestly with uh with today's world you know yeah. you can basically have access yeah. to someone 24 7 but yeah um, i think a, a huge tool is when i'm asleep the phone is on silent no one <laughs> is capable of reaching me <laughs> yes <laughs> i Which has been a huge tool um but yeah the for me because I, I did notice, and maybe this is something we can talk about in the future too, Fitz. Um, mm -hmm. So note it down. But <laughs> I did have that kind of lull in between when I was, you know, playing sports, like practicing and five plus days a week, having games every day, working out on top of that to absolutely nothing other than academics and then whatever fitness I wanted to work out on. So for me, I've just learned to have a good balance of that in my life. So doing something daily to stay active and then, you know, lifting weights like three times a week is a really consistent schedule for myself that I stay on. Um, that's a really good recharger for me because it brings me back to like the uh, competitiveness of, you know, being in a sports environment without actually um, playing in a sports team competitively. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, you know, reading and listening to other educational podcasts daily is super important. Um, filling up my mind with positivity because the world is, uh, it's got a lot of positive and negative in it. So you gotta, you know, you gotta protect your mind and meditation. Meditation for me is huge because, um, sometimes I'm, I'm not perfect at it. And I, you know, I miss a day or two here and there, but whenever I am doing it consistently, I feel so stable and I feel so clear within my thoughts that, when life situations happen, I feel way more capable of dealing with them. So that on top of 
good sleep. You got to get some good sleep in your life. <laughs> We've had conversations about that, but yeah. that is a, that is something that's really important um, to look at. And, and I think those are really the main ways that I recharge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, self-care, I always stress that out, right? Self-care, because, you know, when you have that, it's pretty much not, not nothing will bother you, but you have a lot more clear head in dealing with different things and especially in what we're doing right now. So, but Hey, Sam, this is, you know, just closing it out. I love hearing about the life, the background, Sam's why purpose and what's Sam sparks, you know, um, this has really been a good podcast and episode. And I, I do want to, do a quick shout out to Sally, LV, and Sarah for listening and giving us some good feedbacks because we really appreciate it. Sam, anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Definitely. I want to thank Kyle, Ryan, and Ethan for their input as well. They uh, kind of got the sneak peek at episode one before uh, officially releasing. releasing it and yeah, definitely gave us some good tips to go over. So I'm definitely thankful to you guys and some, uh, some great friends that also shaped a lot of my perspectives. So. Absolutely. So we always end our podcast with our things to be grateful for, but before we do that, Sam, why don't you go ahead and let them know where they can contact us and we can close it out. Absolutely. Always contact the, uh, the two of us together at Aloha fits, Sam at gmail.com or respectively on LinkedIn, either Fitz DeSanto or Sam Boyer. And a little sneak peek, we will have an Instagram account coming soon. <laughs> we'll keep you guys on that. I don't know if I was authorized to share that information. That's or not, right. but, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Right we just have to come up with a name at this point. But um, yep. yeah, I mean, so things we have, we're grateful for today, Sam. What mm. for me, I'm grateful that um, you know, a quick workout is good, right? I had a good 30 to 40 minute workout with part of our quarantine friend, <laughs> Ashley. And so, yeah, I, that was really the thing I was grateful for today because it's been rainy here in Southern California. Um, but how about you? Yeah, I, well, you stole mine. I was going to say working out cause I got a, a solid one in today, <laughs> hey, but that's okay too. I will, I will follow it up after the workout. I was really appreciative of water, <laughs> like what? water, Oh, water. <laughs> got it. Yeah. It's, it's funny that like, like water and air are those things that you don't think about Absolutely. being grateful for. Cause you have them usually so abundantly until you're really thirsty or you're like really out of breath. So I'm gonna yeah. go with water yeah. today. That's good. All right, guys. And remember, even small victory is worth to be grateful for. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.